DAs were a necessary vice. They did the trials that put the bad guys away. But DAs were still lawyers who could bust good cops for over-enthusiastic arrests or publicly cramping on the blues to fatten a lead in the polls in a tight election year. Luckily, no sweat. This election was a done deal. The Cutlass driver saw the trailing police cruiser and smoothly backed out. McManus turned to follow when a woman's bright, bloody cry of terror cut through the warm air. McManus braked, tires smoking toward them all, giving up the olds for the scream. I can still fight, said Tom with a sly Kevin Costner grin. He turned as a woman's eye-watering shriek jiggled ice cubes and made drinkers inhale mixed drinks. The piano player froze on the keys. Tom, his antenna alerted, looked toward the cathedral. There, on the steps, an obese man bellowed violently at a woman in a short white dress, making her twist and scream crazily against his strong-armed grip. With an oath, Tom was up. He knocked over jacketed waiters, small tables, and slow patrons, bulled through a fire door, setting off panic alarms. He stepped into the mall's warm night air, closed the distance, and rocked obese man with a huge right cross that induced a brain-rattling loss of memory and consciousness. Tom hauled obese man up for a combination encore, and now the woman screamed even louder, damaging local eardrums. "'Christ!' assessed Sergeant McManus, exiting his car for the big man who was pounding the snot out of a fat, defenseless citizen. Billy sprinted up and put a hand on the big man's shoulder, tugging firmly. "'That's enough, sir,' said Billy. "'Back off, right now!' Thomas Andrew Conover III did not like to be touched. Not by men. He spun and punched ten thousand bucks of dental work into Billy McManus's rupturing teeth, following with a hard hook to the head. Billy's knees buckled and he went down. Street dogs scurried into shadows chased by dismembered pages from yesterday's sports and business sections. Panting, but heavily inspired, Billy's partner blasted his nightstick into the skull of the Honorable Thomas A. Conover III, drawing a small, surprised sigh. The partner proceeded to industriously tenderize Tommy's face with his nightstick, rendering the district attorney unusually cooperative, instantly unphotogenic and politically bankrupt. It was the svelte, green-eyed woman in red who came from the bar and managed to stop the animated officer from playing pogo on the big cop-batterer's head. My political response time wasn't what it used to be. Assistant chiefs, gawkers, departmental flacks, and the press sensed a disaster and came in droves. Muted cop radios made it sound like a multiple murder scene. The cafe's panic alarm was still ringing. I felt the hot wind and adjusted my tie looked into the glaring lights and said something banal about waiting for the results of the investigation. I was being recorded and filmed until the reporters screeched away in pursuit of fresher blood. Four men in a tan Cutlass Supreme had hit an Arco station south of downtown, putting two shotgun blasts into a teenaged clerk, whose death was silently pinned on the intoxicated, double-fisted district attorney. Tom nursed his wound silently. Without a public apology for the incident, D.A. cop relations worsened. Cops take disrespect poorly, and the surly edge in our often uneasy partnership soured like milk on a hot summer porch. The incident angered cops on the street. The incident had transformed D.A.'s into a clutch of leeches with briefcases. 
They stopped inviting us to key arrests. Vital case data was slow to arrive or simply disappeared. Humor evaporated. The detectives and captains who used to tell me wince-inducing political jokes no longer schmoozed. Our cases suffered a blue fever of indifference or outright sabotage. Mr. Jin, asked a Chinese reporter, you used to be a detective. Why is the incident causing so much grief between cops and DAs? No one's talking to us. Off the record. Off the record? No one hits a cop. Not like that. Not if you're the DA. Tom had a defense attorney plead not guilty in front of 200 blues who came to hear an apology. With that, Tom busted our partnership with the cops. Now we're a public enemy. This, she said, will stir up Chinatown. You know, Mr. Jin, we never liked Tom Conover. The guy's big-time Republican white...